0: I assume that have most people heard the Christmas story? Yeah, you've heard the Christmas story? This is probably a little picture that you've got in your head right now when I talk about the Christmas story. You know, Jesus chilling back in a manger. He he always seems to be high-fiving people. That's, and he's always got a glow, well, not always, but often got a glow around his head. So can you tell me, we obviously, Mary and Joseph rocked up here. Can you tell me anyone else that rocked up here? Well, not necessarily here, but rocked up, I've got to be careful because some theologians amongst us will criticise what I'm saying. Yes, some people rocked up a couple of years later. But when he was young, who, who rocked up? Shepherds rocked up. Yep. Sheep, possibly. We're not sure. Donkey from Shech wasn't there. <laughs> who else rocked up? Some wise men. There weren't three. There were three gifts. And they didn't come till two years later. Totally with you. Totally with you. So, but they did, they did come, possibly not on the day of his birth. In fact, they didn't come on the bad day of his birth. But, um, but they did come, yeah, within the first couple of years, yeah? Now, the question is, how did they find out about it? Instagram, Facebook, no? What do you reckon? A bright star? So who, were they, who found out about it with a bright star? The Magi, yeah, the wise men? Yep, yep. And it took them a while to get there. So a couple of years, possibly. Who, how, how else did people find out? Yep. Yeah, God told the angels and the angels told shepherds. How did, um, how did Joseph find out about it? An angel? Yeah. What about Mary? How did she find out about it? Angel? Yep. So they all had some, uh, a bit of prior knowledge. Do you think they knew what was going to happen here? Any of them? Not really. Now the shepherds had a bit of an inside word because the angels did describe a little bit about what was going on. But they would have had no idea what was actually going to happen when they got there. And yet, they all still showed up, even though they didn't know what was going on. They had a bit of a clue, they had a bit of information, but they didn't actually know what was going to happen. And yet, they still came. The only way they could know what was going to happen was by actually showing up. They had some clues, they had a bit of information... Definitely not a lot of information. Imagine being told by an angel that you're going to give birth to the saviour of the world. That's not a lot of information. I reckon I'd want some more questions I'd have after that to know what was happening for the rest of it. But that was enough information for them to show up. And they actually, actually had to trust that information to show up. They had to actually take a bit of a risk to go, even though we don't know much, we are actually going to show up. Has anyone ever played the trust game? Do you know the trust game? So the trust game that I know is where someone stands, closes their eyes, and someone stands behind them. If you don't know it, do you know that game? Yeah? This is someone playing the trust game. So that that is a perfect demonstration of the Tusk game <laughs> because she didn't know what was going to happen. Clearly, didn't know what was going to happen. And yet she trusted. Now, there was a little bit of complication in the trust. Not all the information was there. And, uh, and something obviously happened that wasn't going to plan. But it's interesting because trust isn't about knowing what's going to happen, but it's about believing what's going to happen. So there's a big difference between knowing what's gonna happen and believing. And so that poor girl believed something was gonna happen and it didn't actually happen the way she believed it to. She didn't know, she couldn't know, but she did believe. Now, some people say they only do things that they know. They "Give give me the tangible stuff. If I can see it, if I can hear it, then that's how I'll respond. And in actual fact, that's actually not true. Even though they say that, they don't actually mean that. Did everyone check that their chair was safe before they sat on it this morning? Who checked their chair that it would hold them? No one checked. You actually just trusted that the chair was going to hold you up. You're just crazy. How, why, why would you do that? It's because we actually do it all the time. Who was a passenger in a car today to come to church? Who was the passenger? You trusted a driver to get here. Did did you know what that driver was going to do? You actually trusted them without actually knowing because you can't know what the driver's going to do until they do it. And so all the time, we have this sense of trusting things, believing without actually knowing. And we do it all the time. We trust the engineers built this building fine. We don't know what they did. We don't know what's above the ceiling, whether it's holding up the roof well or not. But we trust that they did a good job. Now, does anyone like Chocolate Big M? Yes. I have a Chocolate Big M here. Who wants it? Yes, yes, yes. Jakin, Jakin, here we go. Oh, don't trust him. Now, just, just, this is good, this is good. Who said that? They're wise. Have a seat, Jakin, have a seat. Jaken. have a seat, That's right. Now, can you tell me, Jakin, what you're hoping to experience when you open that? Chocolate and Milk. Tasty. Yum. Yeah, yeah. Now, on the top of that, it has a date on it. It says used by, and what's the date say? The date on it? It's the 29th. 29th of December. Yeah. Now, who put that on there? Big M guys. Yeah, yeah. Now, what happens after the 29th of December? It goes off. What could happen? Can anyone else help him? What's what's going to happen if... if gets a bit chunky, might not taste, yeah, yeah, might turn to cheese, and um, your body may not enjoy it so much, you may have some experiences that aren't so pleasant. Now, hang on, how do you know that they're telling the truth? I don't know, but you're going to trust them, aren't you? Or aren't you going to drink that anymore? So you're trusting them now, I brought in a beautiful, nice cooler here, so I've looked after it, Yeah? Today, today I've looked after it. What would happen if, even though it says the 29th of December, what would happen if I left it out in the car all yesterday? <laughs> now, it's nice, this is nice and cool today. I've looked after it today. Look at this. There's, there's ice and there's, it's nice and chilled. But what if I left it in the car yesterday? Is the 29th of December still the best date for it? No, but it says 29th of December. Oh, so now you have to trust me too. Yeah? Whoa, this is a worry. Are we still going to drink it? You know the potential consequences here. You you trust me. You got a good lawyer. (laughs) Now I've given him all the information. I've told him about the potential consequences. I've told him about the potential things that have happened. You can enjoy that. In fact, I'll get you a straw. This idea, of, this idea of trust is really interesting because there's a couple of factors that come into trust. There's things that you have to consider when you're drinking your chocolate Big M. And what is it that actually helps us trust? First of all, you want to know that the person who gave it to you is, or the person who made it is capable. Do you think the people that made the Big M are actually capable of making chocolate milk? Yeah? That's, they've actually got the skills that are needed and the people that do the packaging... Andrew and his gangs who do the packaging, you reckon they're, they're capable? You reckon they got the skills to do it? Yeah? So that's a tick. There's, there's a bit of opportunity to trust there. The next part is integrity. And this is where we've got a bit questionable about the guy who gave it to you. Because we don't know whether yesterday he left it out in the sun or not because he does forget stuff sometimes. And integrity is interesting because there's a word we often use for that called trustworthy. So if someone is worthy of the trust and whether they're trustworthy means they've got integrity. And there's a third part to it. The third part is testimony. Has anyone here drunk a chocolate Big M? How many of you did it make you sick? No? Possibly one? Not yet? yet. <laughs> Jacob might be the first. Um, but there's, there's testimony that goes on. People go, ooh, chocolate yeah, yum, tasty. I can vouch for their integrity. They make good, good chocolate Big M and and oh, so they're capable and their integrity. I've never had one that's dodgy, so they must put some sort of process in there that's good. So there's these things that help us trust, that help us uh, show that that something is capable, that it has integrity, and that we have a, a testimony of other people who, who acknowledge it. Um this also shows why maybe politicians or used car salesmen or you know there's some people that are a bit dubious. you can you can see some things in there that maybe, maybe there's some questions. And, and in fact, when you look around the room, there's no one that's got this perfect. There's no one that, that has, has these three things fully sorted out. You might convince a few people about you know, testimony of, of how amazing you are, but the people who know you well also know that there's sometimes that things don't go well. You might not be so capable at times. I do forget stuff. I do muck it up. I'm sometimes selfish. There's, there's things that are flaws in there. But when we come to this Christmas message, this Christmas time, there is only one that fully matches those three things. There is only one person who has ever lived that can actually stand by those three things without fail, without reservation, without flaws. And when we come to Jesus and we think about Jesus as being a baby, we're actually showing such a small picture of actually something that's really, really significant, and that is Jesus is completely capable, absolutely 100% completely capable. Not only because we've seen it and read it in Scripture, because those that know him have experienced that. But that doesn't where it stops, because he also has integrity. When he says something, he actually does it. Everything that he said, everything that he did, had integrity. He actually did what he said he would do. He was reliable, accountable, and consistent. And those that have experienced Jesus, those that who, who have actually experienced what he said he would do, can testify to who he is and his capability and integrity. And so when we come to trust, there is actually only one person you can truly trust. My mum doesn't cut it, Tanya doesn't cut it, I'm really sorry, but there is only one that you can put absolute, complete trust in because it's the only one that has these three characteristics, absolutely nailed, 100%, without any reservation. When we look at what the shepherds experienced, what the Magi experienced, what Mary and Joseph experienced, they all had a little piece of information had a little inf- piece of information that they came to when they came to Jesus. And yet Jesus' response was worthy of trust. A star, just imagine following a star in the hope of something and then, then getting to the destination and it actually being everything and, and more than what they expected. Imagine Mary being told she was going to bring birth Bring life from a savior of the world, and then experiencing what it's like to raise Jesus and to see this amazing person in her life. It says in Psalm 9:10, Those who know your name trust in you, for you, O Lord, do not abandon those who search for you. But Jesus actually made this very, very abundantly clear when he spoke. He said in John 14, Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. And you know the way to where I'm going. No, we don't know, Lord, Thomas said. We have no idea where you are going, so how can we know the way? This is, this is me. I want the facts. <laughs> Give me the detail. I'm not, I can't, can't handle just what Mary got from the angel. I want to know more. And so this is Thomas as well. He wants to know more. he go, hang on, hang on, just pause for a second. You're talking about a way to go? What's, what are you talking about? Give me more information. I want to know before I can trust you. And Jesus responds very, very interestingly. And think about those three things, capable, what was the second one? Integrity, did someone say it? Yeah, integrity and testimony. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. I am the way, the truth and the life. This is what you need to put your trust in. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you had really known me, you would know who my father is. So Jesus is actually the testimony of the father. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. So now there's a bunch of people who can testify of what God the father's like because they've witnessed Jesus. And Jesus has everything to do with capability and integrity because he is the way, the truth and the life. Now, anyone that's been to Sunday school goes, this is Christianity 101. You betcha. And if we don't lay this foundation, if we don't operate out of this foundation, then there's no point. And so if there's a message that we need to hear over and over again, that we need to be reminded over and over again, is that we need to trust Jesus. Not because we know but because the information we've been given, the capability, the integrity and the testimony points to a a position of believing. Because if we wait till we know, we never do anything. Don't get up in the morning. In fact, don't lay in your bed either because something might go wrong there. If you're waiting till you know, you can't actually do anything. And Jesus says, I want you to do stuff. I want you to live life abundantly. And so if you want to live life abundantly, you have to trust me. Like you trust a whole heap of other things when you go about your day-to-day life. But more than that, because I am life. I am the way, the truth and the life. And so if you want the way, the truth and the life, you need to trust me. That is the only way. And so it might be, it might be Sunday School 101, but it is the foundation It is the decision maker for every decision we make. It is the way we operate and the way we function. And and if you haven't heard this before, if this is something that you you don't understand, ask questions. Thomas wasn't rebuked for asking questions, was he? Jesus actually gave him the answer to his question. He didn't say, you idiots, you don't know where you're going. Come on, I've been with you for a while now. He said, no, 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 let me explain what's important here. You need to understand the way is not, not a ritual, it's not a set of rules, it's a person. And it's a person you can trust. You can trust with everything. It says in Psalm 34, taste and see that the Lord is good. How you going, Jacob? What do you reckon? It was good, yeah? Taste and see that that the Lord is good. So the first question is, is the Lord good? Yeah? So the next question is, are you going to taste and see it? Let's pray. Lord, it's so awesome to be able to gather, to be able to share time, to be able to just share space with each other, Lord. But Lord, all that is completely fruitless without a way, without knowing the truth. And without life, abundant. And so, Father, we just come today. And Lord, some may have not committed their trust to you, their lives to trust you. And Father, we just ask that you would bring light into those situations. Lord, you're not a, you're not a God who condemns, who mocks, or who, who ridicules people. But you just want people to understand the way, the hope, the joy, the peace, the life that's abundant. And so, Father, you've done everything to create that, to make that. You are so capable. You carry so much integrity. And there's so many people in this place, let alone around the world, that will testify to how amazing you are, that you are so good. And so, Father, for those that know this, Lord, we ask that you would just bring that foundation again, that every action every choice, every decision, every attitude trust you. That we would believe, that we would have faith, that we would understand that while we don't know what tomorrow brings, we know whose hands it's best in. So Father, we just commit ourselves again to you. We commit ourselves on this day, And say, we trust you. We trust you, Father. We trust you, our Saviour. When we trust you, Holy Spirit, to lead and to guide. Lord, there's areas that we might need to change. There's areas you want to celebrate and rejoice. Lord, we, we give it all to you. And we just say, we trust you again today. In Jesus' name, Amen.